Hey nurses, welcome to the Nurse Dot Podcast, giving nurses validation, resources, and hope one episode at a time. Today on Nurse Dot Podcast. That expert preceptor should be about honing in on those skills and really focusing on clinical judgment and critical thinking. How do we make sure that we help our new graduate nurses give them the roadmap for how to really understand the clinical practice? The Kinder campaign that I try to run here in our ER was kindness with patients and kindness with each other. I feel like sometimes we do ER young and it's very difficult when you are new and you might feel like you don't have that experience. The only way to get the experience is to get the experience. Joining us today for part one of a two-part series, Larissa Africa, registered nurse and CEO of Versant an organization transforming healthcare through competency-based residency programs and fellowships. Also gracing our podcast today is a testimony of the innovation and impact that Versant creates. Tiffany Labig, a preceptor at Wayne Healthcare and a graduate of the Versant residency herself. Join us as we talk about their stories, the landscape of nursing, education, and how to make meaningful strides in our healthcare system. I'm your host, Kara Lunsford, registered nurse, and VP of Community at Nurse.com. I want to start out first with Larissa, if you could just introduce yourself, give a little bio of who you are and where you started in your career a little bit, and then I'll, I'll move over to you, Tiff, and we'll, we'll intro you. Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm Larissa Africa, and I'm Versant's president and CEO. I have been a nurse for 24 years. My background is in pediatric nursing. I started my career as a new graduate nurse at Children's Hospital Los Angeles when the residency first started. So I'm so excited to be here today and to talk about precepting because when I think about my own experience as a new graduate nurse, I could not have done it without my preceptors. So I'm excited to be here today. Well, we are excited to have you. And when I first spoke with you, I thought, oh, this is this is definitely my jam because I was also a CHLA nurse and was also pediatrics, but pediatrics oncology and went through the Versin program. So the residency program. So I'm just a huge fan and true believer. (laughs) So uh, Tiff, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, My name is Tiffany Labig and I live here in Ohio. I just finished my second year as a nurse. Nursing is my second career. I was in um, public education for many years prior to that. Uh, I'm a mom of five and went back to school. My husband's also in healthcare, so it's in our household all the time and went back to nursing school once my youngest made it to kindergarten. I wasn't quite the oldest in my class. I was pretty close and really wanted to kind of dive in feet first with teaching and helping others. I feel like being a little bit older has helped me in my career field. I work in the ER. Um, thought I was going to do labor and delivery for many, many years. Now we're in the ER. So <laughs> that's where I landed and absolutely love it. Wasn't real sure how I was going to feel about more schooling. 
and more education. Once I got into the hospital setting, I was really ready to just go. And I had waited such a long time to be a nurse. So going through more programs and more education was just something that I was a little bit nervous about. But then I met Amy Jo and she changed my life for the better. I quickly grabbed onto the Versant program and was able to graduate, obviously, that program and now become a Versant preceptor, which I think is super important so that we're not eating our young and that we're taking care of nurses that are new to the system and new to healthcare. So I love it. Um, I have several students under me. I have some new grads. And then I also have some capstone students from the community college where I graduated from. So I take great pride in helping them and precepting them early. And then they end up coming to our facility uh, full-time after they graduate. So yes, all good things. Well, congratulations. Two years, two years in (laughs) and in emergency room. So you wanted labor and delivery, but labor and delivery, they don't, they don't like to take the new grads. My whole, uh, you know, calling to nursing was uh, when I had our second daughter, Um, I was away from home. I was living in Colorado at the time and didn't have much family around me. I was 1200 miles away from my family and friends. So I had an experience with a labor and delivery nurse that changed my life. She was amazing. She ended up clocking out, but staying with me for a few hours till our daughter was born. And I just really wanted to be that person. I thought for 17 years that I had tied it to labor and delivery. But after going through clinicals and going through school, I quickly realized that you can really be that nurse and that person in any aspect of nursing. I had just tied it personally to my personal experience through labor and delivery. So someday I'll still probably do babies because I love babies and I love kids and I love families. But I just really fell in love with the ER as a student. And I you know, started as a tech and worked my way up from there and finished school. I'll be in the ER for a while. <laughs> I love it. Well, I am definitely not an ER nurse. So my hat's always off to those who take on the challenge of (laughs) doing ER. I feel like what's really great about having both of you here is that you have two very different perspectives. For Larissa, you've been doing this, did you say 24 years? Yes. Yeah. So you've been a nurse 24 years. Tiff, you're new into this profession. So you have kind of a a little bit of a different perspective. Also, I imagine since you've been doing this two years that you went through COVID. I did. In nursing school. I did. Yes. That's a challenge. Okay. Even more so a reason to talk about, there's always been a need for preceptorship. Doesn't matter if you go through a pandemic or not, you just don't get enough in nursing school to truly prepare you to independently go into the practice and really be confident and be able to provide the type of care that the public deserves. <laughs> Let's you know call it what it is. It really is, in my opinion, it's a responsibility of these institutions to provide this type of service. And I know it's not provided in every single institution, although I think it should be, that that is just the next phase after nursing school. And it's really a phased approach, I think, to becoming a nurse. And so I'm going to start with you, Tiff, because I'm curious, when you graduated from nursing school and you entered the workforce and you entered in the ER during a pandemic, did you enter a facility where you had a preceptor or did you not? I did. I did have a preceptor. So, and she was actually with me during my 
last semester of nursing school. So we had already kind of established, you know, the student role and different things like that. And we're able to get the ball rolling on some of those checkoffs, which was wonderful. And then I was able to stay with her as a new grad. So yes. That's pretty great. And then how long was your preceptorship? So I started in July and I was, I want to say the very last week of September, I was on my own. Okay. And we were able to kind of accelerate that process because I had done my last semester with her. So I already kind of been exposed to Versant during, as a student. So mm-hmm. I was able to kind of like, we've done this and, and check it off a little bit quicker. So did they feel like they needed to move people through a little faster too, because of the pandemic that they needed to get people kind of on their own? There were, I mean, fortunately I'd had some previous experience as unit clerk, Huck, and as a tech. So I, I really knew my surroundings very well, but it was, it was difficult because our staff was very tired, you know, and you, as a new nurse, you're excited and everything's wonderful and butterflies and rainbows and you're ready to go and things were great, but it was tough because my coworkers were very, very tired. And I was tired from nursing school, but they were, they were at a different level uh, with patient care. So it was time for me to go in and kind of pull some of that weight off them and help out. You know, I I think it all worked out for the best, but it it was definitely a, okay, we got to, we need, people are tired and and we need to get some staff, just staff in general. It was just a a nightmare. So for healthcare in general and very difficult hospital wide. So it was, it was just time for me to kind of jump in. And I was thankful that I was a little bit older to be able to jump in and, and kind of have some of those life experiences where some of my classmates, you know, were just a year out of high school. So they hadn't seen extreme sickness before. They hadn't dealt with some of those things. It was very difficult, but I, I'm thankful that I was able to jump in and, and just kind of hit the ground running, so to speak. So, but I had that preceptor with me and she prepared me very well for what I needed to do. Welcome to a segment we call the Dot Spot, where you will hear more of your voice and a little less of mine. You can visit nurse.com forward slash podcast to share stories, feedback, and requests. As a valued listener, you will also receive discounts on nurse.com courses and CEUs by using code nurse.dot at the checkout. Today on the Dot Spot, we welcome Amy Jo Stanley, registered nurse and person coordinator at Wayne Healthcare. Amy Jo recounts the early days of the pandemic and how it affected new grads and nurse preceptors. We were taking nurses from offices and putting them back at the bedside. We were doing what we needed to do to mitigate the issues, but we also had to do just-in-time training for nurses who had not ever been faced with the need to do proning before. How do we deal with all of these ventilators if we don't have enough of them? And how do we do all of the other PPE and all of the rest? We did not need N95s for the entire world before the pandemic. All of that changed. Then we also had all of these nurses who are burnt out, who don't want to stay during a pandemic. New grads who did not get any clinical at all. It seemed like they got virtual. And then we have to try to get them to be epic, premier, perfect nurses. 
how does a facility get stability in a workforce that I think we were already on the cusp of facing that attrition and loss simply because our baby boomer generation is now our strongest numbers in nursing and they are going to turn into our biggest population of aging patients. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Larissa, when you were graduating from nursing school, was there, were there residencies at the time or was this, was it really just preceptorship? Like you kind of go in, you have a little bit of a preceptorship and then you get going. <laughs> well, you know, when I think back to the history of how we've onboarded nurses over the years, the residency or internships, it wasn't a new concept, even when it started at Children's Hospital Los Angeles, but it wasn't where it it was formalized or had a lot of structure or even outcome space for the matter. And not every organization facilitated an onboarding process um, at the same caliber. So when I started as a new graduate nurse, it was the very first pilot program at the hospital where finally the hospital decided you know what, we need to give something better for our new graduate nurses who are entering the profession because the nursing schools are doing the best that they can and they're trying to provide us all of the clinical experiences, but there's still a very high turnover of new graduate nurses. You have a lot of novice individuals into even the workforce. So similar to some of your experiences, Tiff, I was 18 when I went to nursing school, graduated at 21, never really worked before. So there were a lot of new experiences and that reality shock was setting in. And around that same time of when I graduated from nursing school, I don't know if you would remember this, but the magnet just started and the re- the original researcher for the residency started thinking, you know what, this is what we need to do. We need to model a residency program after the 14 forces of magnetism, which is what it was called back then, but focusing on the outcomes. We want confident nurses. We want them to be competent. We want to reduce the turnover and we want nurses who are satisfied and who would give back to the profession. So I was fortunate enough that when I graduated from nursing school, Children's of LA was offering the opportunity to be part of the RN internship, essentially, at that time. And it was robust, even at that time period. It was not only providing education and classroom experiences, but it integrated the preceptorship into the whole experience. It also provided us the opportunity to be mentored by an experienced nurse and participate in self-care sessions. And 
we provided feedback on what's happening with the program, how effective the program was, and also what's happening in the work environment that impacts um, our intent to stay in the organization and why we're successful. So I think when you know Children's Hospital LA decided to really throw out what they were doing for orientation and rebuild a more structured approach to onboarding, it changed the, the ballgame. Yeah, it did get more refined and I'm sure that the outcomes were measurable and that you could see how your changes were benefiting the new grads that were coming in and how the you know patient safety and patient outcomes were improving and retention is improving. If you feel well prepared, you're way more likely to stick around. Exactly. If every single day that you go to work, you are fearful, there's really only so long that you can do that, right? Before you just tap out and say, it's not worth it anymore. I'm every day, my palms are sweating and I'm terrified of what I'm going to encounter because I just don't have the tools and the resources, you know, available to me to feel really confident. So that's what I really love about having a very structured preceptor program, because I know that a lot of hospitals, you go to a hospital and they'll say, oh yeah, you'll have a preceptor. And nowadays, the average number of years of experience on any given floor is about two and a half years. The average. I mean, that's frightening. Scary. Yeah, it's scary because that means that maybe like somebody with four years of experience is precepting somebody who's a brand new nurse or somebody with two years of experience is, you know, precepting somebody who's a brand new nurse. And, and that's okay. It's not that that's a bad thing, but you have to have different levels of experience because it's that experiential, the time that you have that you can't replace that. You can't replace that with book learning or anything. It comes from somebody who has seen something a hundred times, 200 times, right? So that's what I think is really interesting nowadays about why I think it's so important to have almost like this outside third party, I guess, what you could call resi you know, residency program or preceptor program, because you have to bring people in who have the level of experience that these new grads need. It can't just be the person on the floor who has three years of experience. Well, I, I love that you bring up the need to have different level of experiences among preceptors, right? So when I think about the novice to expert approach or the married state of precepting or team preceptor approach or tiered skill acquisition model. So there's so many different preceptor models out there, but for every single one of those, it's really focusing on what is that experience like for the preceptor and for the preceptee and how much can the preceptee take in at that moment in time. When you think about a, an experienced nurse going into a patient room, they know exactly what's happening with that patient immediately, right? They know what's wrong with the patient just by looking at them and they know exactly what they need to do. They know what needs to be done, even with one hand tied behind their back. When you partner that really experienced nurse with a new graduate nurse, 
who hasn't had that experience, what are you going to get? A new nurse that's like deer in the headlights because they have no idea how my expert preceptor got from point A to point B. So having different levels of preceptor experiences helps move that new grad, that preceptive through their practice. As a competent level preceptor, a newer preceptor, a year and a half, two years, I still know how to get from point A to point B and outline the steps, right? <laughs> so, yep. And then once I get more comfortable as a new graduate nurse with a preceptor, I can move on to the next level of preceptor who has a little bit more experience. And really, that expert preceptor should be about uh, honing in on those skills and really focusing on clinical judgment and critical thinking. Yes. We like to think about how do we make sure that we help our new graduate nurses give them the roadmap for how to really understand the clinical practice. Hey there, nurses and nursing students. We know your job isn't just a profession. It's a calling. Now, with Nurse.com, your nurse life is all in one place. Imagine a world where career opportunities are tailored to your skills, where you can find peer support in the Nurse.com app, the only networking site built specifically for nurses. Continuing education, events, peer support, and jobs? What more can you ask for? Ready to take the leap into a role that is truly yours? Check out Nurse.com forward slash jobs today. So Tiffany, what do you think the answer is to that? That's a tough one, ladies. So, and I, I tend to wrestle with that question quite a bit. I just got done precepting a nurse that's been a precept or has been a nurse for 18 years. So I didn't know that when I bumped into her the day that she just happened to be on my schedule. And, you know, I never assume anyone's experience or age or any of that because we're all at different walks. So I kind of went into the room and you know, and it introduced myself once we went out back to the nurse's station. And I said, so tell me a little about a little bit about yourself. And she said, yeah, I've been a nurse for 18 years. And I was like, oh, perfect. I was like, well, I'm Tiff and I've been a nurse for a little over two years. So I said, there's probably a lot that you can teach me, but what I can do for you is just show you kind of how things go here. And we are a smaller rural hospital. So it's a lot different. Usually the nurses that have all that experience, they haven't been in our type of setting before. So I'm able to just kind of explain, you know, a lot of the people that I care for are community members, extended family, people that I know. So, you know, when you're at a, a big trauma level hospital, um, you might not know your patients, but here's how things kind of are on our level. So I still feel like there's things that I can share with them that will help in our specific setting. So I think that's probably why I'm in the role that I'm in. And the kinder campaign that I try to run here in our ER with kindness with patients and kindness with each other. Um, I feel like sometimes we do ER young and it's very difficult when you are new. And like Larissa was saying, you might feel like you don't really know and you don't have that experience. The only way to get the experience is to get the experience. So, you know, we have things that happen every shift that everybody sees and it's very routine, but there's some nurses that they might've seen something 
six times in the last week, but I've never seen it before. It just depends on when you're scheduled. So just being able to work together, let me show you something that I learned or something new, or this is how these things work in our department in our smaller ER versus, you know, a 40 or 50 bed ER. So just kind of working through those processes. And I feel like that's very valuable as well to kind of get that great patient care is to understand your population, age groups that you're treating. You know, we are 45 to 50 minutes from the highest trauma level center in the state. So um, a lot of times patients will come here and stay with us for, so we, we have to really be prepared for those types of things, but they don't happen every day. So it's really just sharing those experiences and, you know, having that teamwork and that, that atmosphere. And I really feel like when we go through those versant steps, even if it's not something you're seeing that day, you're still able to speak to those things with your preceptor. And it's very, very helpful. Yeah. Humility, humility goes a long way for everyone, whether you are the preceptor or you're the person getting precepted that being humble, coming in and saying, maybe I have 18 years of experience And I've probably seen a lot of things that you, Tiff, have never seen, but I have not worked in this facility for two years. And therefore, there are things that I do not know about this facility, about this demographic, about this patient demographic, that if I'm humble and I listen, I can learn something from you. And I think that that's really important to learn that no matter how many years of experience we have, you seem to approach her with a level of humility where you said, I've only been a nurse, you know, a little over two years and I probably haven't seen as much as you've seen, but here's what I have to offer you. Stay tuned for part two of this very special episode. If you are a nurse who enjoyed this episode and you have an idea for future episodes, you can connect with me by downloading the nurse.com app. Nurse.com is a nurse.com original podcast series. Production, music, and sound editing by Don Lunsford. Production coordination by Rhea Wade. Additional editing by John Wells. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in to the Nurse.Podcast. Until next time, keep spreading the love and the care.